All right, welcome back to the Decaf Recap. Sorry about that break that we took. Uh, a lot of things have been going on, a lot of things have been happening, but uh, we're back on schedule, and it is the Halloween season, everybody. I mean, everyone knows that. Everyone should know that. It's October, but that means we're going to be talking up a big game on the horror genre. And I thought today I would start with something simple, something I think everyone enjoys, um, and if you haven't, you've at least seen it in some fashion or another. I'm talking about the zombies. I think the zombie genre is definitely one that everyone has to endure or enjoy during the Halloween season. The problem is, it's not exactly a hit-and-miss situation with zombie films, because everyone has their own little, I don't know, idea of what makes a good zombie film. And I find that interesting. I mean, some people don't like the genre at all, and I do not blame them. It can seem at times very oversaturated. But if you ask people what is a good zombie film, eh, it's kind of up in the air. Now, part of this podcast won't just be talking about films or zombie films just because, well, there's some out there that are really good, but again, it's a situation where it's kind of up to the what people really enjoy. And I think one thing that I'd really like to point out is like uh, other medias that come to mind when it comes to the zombie genre is... Uh, the Walking Dead, which is also a comic and a TV show, so it's not just on the in the film category, especially not on the big screen. And then you have uh, video games, which have all been, um, in one way or another, been infected by zombies in some fashion. You got Call of Duty, you got Halo. Um, <laughs> in some fashion or another, I think almost every video game has had that zombie sensation or DLC. So you have different medias that cover the zombie genre, but it's very interesting as to why. And the reason why I am trying to talk about zombies this go-around is just because it's always seemed not, uh, not something that people enjoy, but yet people have a certain opinion on, something that they want to either see in a certain light or they want it to be done in a certain style. Uh, and from what I can tell, a lot of people are usually unsatisfied with most of the zombie films they go and see. Unless, unless they're going to see it strictly just for the action, which makes sense. But there are people out there who want either a genuine scare or something a little bit more. Best example I can give of uh, what might be considered to many a good zombie story has to be The Walking Dead. And I'm not just talking about the TV show, albeit the TV show has a massive following. I mean huge. I mean, Walking Dead fans are insane. You have some people who literally just wait out in the Georgia heat in the summertime when they're filming. Fans who just line up asking, sometimes even begging to be covered in makeup and zombified just for the show. And you have to understand, they're wearing a lot of prosthetic makeup sometimes in the middle of Georgia heat to do that show. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot for people to put themselves through, and some people just line up for that, which is devotion. Uh, so clearly it has a following, to say the least, but what I really enjoy is the comic. The comic and the uh, TV show differ occasionally, but the comic is really good, in my opinion, mainly because it focuses on one thing that a lot of other uh, comics or stories don't really uh, uh, adhere to, which is just the fact that Zombie or uh, the zombie uh, genre for The Walking Dead focuses so strictly on character development. Every character in uh, The Walking Dead, in some fashion, 
has a crisis, but also is developed. Their character, their attitude towards life is all challenged. And I find that very interesting how it's shown. And I'll give some examples later, but I don't just want to talk about The Walking Dead, because I know for some people that is a sore subject. But The Walking Dead is a cornerstone, I'd say, for the zombie genre, because it's successful in its uh, airtime and how many episodes it has, how long the comic has gone. And I find that important to talk about. But we're just talking about, for at least the main part, the idea of zombies. What makes a good zombie story? And I'll just put it down to story so we have a uh, category to work with. Now, I mentioned The Walking Dead as a starting point, uh, mainly because of its popularity, but also because the comic and the show at times show a good amount of character development with their characters. You really get to know these people. You get to see them in their struggles. Um, you get to see them dealing with different crises, uh, different crises, crisis, and what they would do in the situation. And sometimes it's very easy for people to see those characters and wonder, okay, what would I do in that situation? If I was Rick, what would I do as the leader of a group? If I was Carl, what would I do in the situation where I've lost my eye? Things like that. And sure, I mean, other shows have done that. But for the zombie genre, it also gives people a certain amount of fantasy to work with in the sense that, all right, if the whole society just broke apart right now, what would you do? What matters? And that is a tough question to ask. In the comic, there are a lot of people who deal with the fact that their loved ones have died and that their kids may not remember them. And so it's this idea that not only are people dying left and right in The Walking Dead, but that the next generation won't even remember them. And capturing that is an interesting, uh, interesting state of mind. Now again, that relates back to loss. It relates back to The Walking Dead and the comic. So let's focus on the most important factor of any zombie story, which is the zombies. What do the zombies represent? Now, zombies in the modern day time are interesting, mainly because they represent more of a uh, science fiction realm of belief rather than a uh, mystical or um, a supernatural effect. I mean, there are stories involving zombies and the supernatural, but it used to be just that. It, there wasn't a uh, scientific or a plague explanation for the, for zombies. It used to be just um, the supernatural or voodoo magic. Back in the 1950s, if you, and I think uh, yeah, not early 1930s to 1950s, you had all these films coming out that were about zombies, but they used the word zombies as just an individual who comes back from the life, comes back to life, and usually comes back to life from a... Um, a voodoo priest or some sort of magic or curse, not because of a virus or a scientific uh, explanation. In fact, that turning point doesn't happen, at least for film history, until George A. Romero, the godfather of zombies for oh, many reasons, George A. Romero com comes out with a film in the 1960s, I believe, 1967, if I'm correct. He comes out with a film called, or titled, Night of the Living Dead. And that film was massive in the fact that it changed the game for what zombies could be, what the undead could be, in the idea that it's no longer about uh, magic or the supernatural and is given a scientific, a science fiction um, reasoning for it happening. And the idea that it's not an individual, it's not a group of people, it's not just happening to a single place, 
but more of the idea that it's a, an apocalypse, a pandemic, a plague. A Night of the Living Dead was the first to really capitalize on that, uh, uh, that idea, that concept. And if I might uh, note, and this might be just my bias, but I feel like this is also important for a zombie story, it has the basic principle of what I think makes a zombie film interesting, which is just a group of random people panicked, barricading themselves inside a farmhouse, and just working out what they're going to do, how they escape, who they are, what the, their plans, just all that. And Night of the Living Dead has that. Like, the whole scene of them barricading the doors, even though it's a little bit um, choppy at times, I feel like is important to show that. To show that type of desperation, to show this person just coming into a house that they don't belong in, that seems abandoned, and having to turn it into a fortress overnight just to survive this uh, apocalyptic situation. Like, Night of the Living Dead was the first to do that. And, I don't know, it just, just to me it resonates as part of a good zombie film. Now, I'll admit, what I want to see in a zombie film isn't that in-depth. In times it can just be an action scene. It can just be people barricading themselves and running from the zombies. It doesn't actually have to be too much fighting. But I look at it as more of a cinematography, like depending on the location, depending on uh, how great the characters are. If you have like a well-lit environment and really show like a uh, city kind of uh, falling apart, I find that fantastic or a fantastic watch. Now, again, that is just my opinion on what I would visually want to see. But what the zombies represent is the most important thing. You have this monster, but what does the monster represent? In my uh, previous podcast a while back, I talked about the Cloverfield monster and how I didn't know what the Cloverfield monster represented as far as if it had some sort of motivation, if it had, or not motivation, but if it represented some sort of um, belief or fear uh, in American society, and I couldn't really nail that down. Uh, but with Godzilla, I explained how it was much easier to nail down what Godzilla represented because it represented the fear and panic that uh, Jap uh, the Japanese citizens were going through after they had survived two nuclear warheads. And so Godzilla had this uh, backing, this reasoning for existing to represent a, uh, a panic in, um, in the Japanese culture. But for zombies, zombies in American culture have represented certain things depending on the times, and they have evolved for the times, but usually a lot of, I don't know, what people consider the oversaturated market for zombie films, especially in the early 2000s, did exist, and they were just kind of, you know, there for shock and awe. They were just there to um, be action-y, not really there to represent anything. But if you look back further, uh, when George A. Romero started making zombie films, there was a commentary. They did represent something, or at least had something to say. An example of this commentary exists in the form of uh, Dawn of the Dead, the first one which came out in the 1970s, if I'm correct. And that film in particular, um, just as a, a quick rundown, is about a group of survivors uh, of the zombie apocalypse, except this time it's uh, like just affected the whole world. So everyone's dealing with it. Everyone's just trying to survive on their own. And a group of people take a helicopter over to a mall, a mall that was closed down before the apocalypse happens, and they just are surviving and living in the mall. Now, it's supposed to be a commentary on American consumerism, and just, I don't, I'm not entirely sure of its commentary or uh, what George A. Romero was going for, but just the idea that you have a horde of zombies just all surrounding the mall, kind of like a Black Friday 
uh, right before the, the doors open up, just eagerly trying to get in, only trying to go after a handful of survivors, does have, I don't know, a, uh, a reasoning for existing in the way it does. But in that situation, it's a, it's a circumstance of the zombies representing just the idea of mindlessly buying things, but in the representation of a, a disease or the zombie virus where just people are mindlessly going, trying to uh, attack these handful of survivors in the mall. And as a result, I think the commentary has more to do with the location you put your survivors and the zombies rather than the zombies themselves. The zombies just represent a brain-dead human being or someone who we would consider brain-dead or maybe a state of mind that we consider a lesser state of mind if you want to get really critical about it. If that's the case, then the zombies aren't as effective unless you have a certain region to put them in that is iconic. And I'm not just saying like someplace that sounds actiony or fun. Uh, like Die Hard puts John McClane uh, on top of a uh, giant tower, and he's got to fight terrorists there. That's cool. That's what the movie wants to go for. If you're doing zombies and you want a commentary, it's the idea like, okay, you have this antagonist, this, this uh, brain-dead army. What do they represent? Like what cultural or um, uh, societal belief do they uh, represent and where? Like when you have a horde of zombies maybe uh, attacking survivors in a church, you could say there's a commentary there. You could say there's a commentary on religious beliefs and uh, just the idea of blindly uh, believing in something without uh, any sort of uh, um, reasoning. Now, that's a very, I don't know, uh, I wouldn't say polarizing example, but it's just a, uh, a very nihilistic example. Just the idea that where you put your zombies matters as the commentary. Now, again, that implies you're going for um, making a comment, making some sort of a statement with a zombie film. And that is a situation that George A. Romero definitely uh, went with and definitely tried to do. Um, the biggest example of that, again, probably is in Night of the Living Dead uh, back in the 1960s because that one ends very uh, tragically but is has this interesting end credit scene where it just stills of these uh, people who are just uh, taking the dead bodies and piling them up and burning them and the images and just the soundtrack they have playing behind it kind of represents the idea that uh, we're the zombies and the zombies are us, which is obvious, but more in the sense of just the idea that like people can be just as bad or gratuitous as the zombies themselves, given a crisis, given the situation where people realize uh, laws or beliefs no longer matter, that it's just kind of a free-for-all, which is what the zombie apocalypse is all about to a lot of people. So... You have that idea, you have that concept of, all right, if nothing matters because of this situation, because of an apocalypse, in this case a zombie apocalypse, what do people do? So the zombie itself it can be a commentary if it's in the right location, if it has a meaning to exist. Um, and then the reaction to that commentary is what the characters and their development has to do. Now... Again, I bring it back to The Walking Dead because The Walking Dead is a prime example of this. I would argue the comic more than the TV show. Um, that's partly because of a bias, but that's also partly just because 
the comic is much faster than the TV show. First two seasons of the Walking Dead TV series goes on much longer. Uh, cover like just has this a lot of filler in comparison with the uh, the comic. The comic covers the first I'd say three seasons in like two volumes, like very quickly. Um, not to say that the TV show isn't bad. It's just that the TV show does prolong things in comparison with the comic. And the comic has these characters who are reacting in the sense like, okay, there is no law, there is no justice anymore, so then how are we going to uh, cope? How are we going to have a certain moral code? How do we adhere to that? And that comes in the situation of, do you kill someone who is guilty of a crime, or do you just lock them up? Uh, things like that come into play. The idea of like, okay, can you allow someone to be an asshole and also uh, exist in this in this realm? Or do you consider that too dangerous? Because if this person isn't a team player, then what happens if they turn on your on your group and just decide to go off on themselves or betray someone and just take all your supplies? Like that's a big fear in The Walking Dead. The idea of how do you trust people? How do you uh, gain that type of trust? And how does that uh, trust? How long does that trust last? Now, that's a, that's a part of The Walking Dead. It's a very long comic series, uh, and the show is probably going to go on forever as well. So there's a lot of commentary um, with the characters and, and what happens with them. But I digress. So in this case, the zombies um, are just, in a sense, this uh, force of nature or become this force of nature uh, at least in the comic, and then they just are then just people reacting and trying to capture that reaction, not of the disbelief like, oh, I can't believe this is happening, I can't believe zombies now exist. That's been done, and I don't know, taking that time to like get people to grasp the situation, if it's done right, can be interesting, but at the same time, moving past that and getting to the moral um problems in, a, in, a, in, a, in an apocalypse is more important. It's very easy for people just to say, okay, there's zombies and now they have to cope with them. All right, but how do you cope with just living conditions and societal, um, societal needs? Like just in the situation of goals and needs and dreams, all that can be completely removed in the apocalypse. A lot of people um, are either working jobs or have certain passion projects that they want to do, maybe become a musician uh, become an athlete, become a scientist, and things like that might become uh, considered obsolete to people who, um, if there's no society to really um, reward people for their efforts in that sense. Like, why would you want to become an athlete in the apocalypse, in the zombie apocalypse, if now everything is up for grabs material-wise if you can fight for it? And again, that is a very bleak look at it, but it's just the question of like, okay, if you've been working your whole life at this job, at this dream, at this goal, and then the end of the world comes about, how do you react to that? So I believe there's some commentary there. And you see that a lot in other adaptations of zombie films, where you just have people talking about what they used to do, what they want to do now, that like everything's up for grabs. And those can be interesting, but you don't want just people to talk about it. You really want to show them how that they uh, uh, function or react to that type of... Uh, uh, reality. Do they become uh, bitter and dangerous, or do they become uh, more genuine and more heroic? It all depends um, on 
the style, the film, and uh, what comes from it. But there, there is uh, other examples. Again, in the video game genre, or in just in video games, that exploded. I'd say uh, around two thousand, like right after two thousand eight, with just creating uh, video games all about zombies, and it worked sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I won't spend too much time talking about zombie video games because there's a lot of them, and most of them are simply just there for the action, the thrill. But they do adhere to that fantasy, that idea of like, okay, if the whole world fell apart, like, wouldn't this be weird or fun to just be able to go around and do whatever you want? Like, that's the whole point of some zombie video games. A good example of that, and one of my personal favorites, is uh, um, Left 4 Dead. The game Left 4 Dead is just this simple shoot 'em up arcade game, but is more or less what I would want to see in a big budget zombie film if it was just about action. You have people in a city trying to escape the city because that's where all the zombies are and they're slowly just working out um, the realization that this is happening everywhere, that the apocalypse is happening everywhere. And the the, the video games aren't that uh, dense as far as story. And they don't need to be. They're just trying to um, adhere to the action. They're trying to show people the action, give them uh, that type of... uh, I don't know, video game fun when it comes to shooting zombies. But it's simple, it's clear, it's cut, the style works. Um, Some of the video game uh, designs and layout I think are awesome just because you have situations of like, okay, you got to climb this tower, get to the helicopter, and escape. Like that is something that I think can work in a big-budget film and has been done plenty of times but then uh, being able to, like, again, live out that fantasy is part of it. And getting creating characters that you can relate to is really important. And I feel like, uh, for me at least, the Left 4 Dead video games did that very well. Now, to do that in films is obviously much harder. Because a lot of the times it's either there's too much action and there's no character development. Or there's a lot of character development but not enough action. So, again, it comes down to style uh, versus substance sometimes, and how that resonates with audiences, which is, uh, again, very subjective <laughs> in how people either enjoy the media or don't enjoy the media. And for a lot of people, um, there's just too many zombie films, and I would argue there's too many zombie films, but there's too many bad ones is the problem. Like, again, for me, uh, Night of the Living Dead is, is, is perfect. It's straight to the point. It's just people just trying to escape a location, and while they're stuck at that location, they're forced to develop and deal with one another. Something like that works perfect. Uh, Dawn of the Dead also worked fairly well. Um, it had some interesting effects, and it was it's a little bit dated as far as like the designs for the zombies, but you know it's, it's what they could do for the time, but it still works. It still works to certain degrees. Now, one film I want to talk about that is very interesting is the remake for Dawn of the Dead, because they remade it in, I think, 2004, and it was it was an interesting uh, trip. Now, <laughs> this is a movie I like, watch, uh, like to watch, but not for the reasons I have stated. <laughs> so, it's not a movie that has much to do with character development or really anything as far as uh, coherentness. It's purely a movie for the action, 
and some of the scenes that they have in the in the film are just flat out unnecessary. And at one point in the remake for Dawn of the Dead, which by the way also takes place at a um, uh, uh, mall, an abandoned mall, at one point, just randomly halfway through the film, there's a slow motion scene of just one of the characters shooting a shotgun in slow motion for no reason. There's no buildup. Well, I mean, there's a little bit of buildup, but like it's unnecessary to show this person shooting the shotgun in slow motion. It's purely style over substance. And I consider it so bad, it's good situation for Dawn of the Dead uh, 2004. Because even though it's strictly just like the action, it's a specific style of action, it's a film that I can watch, not have to think too much about, and, you know, I could do other stuff while I enjoy it. And it's something where you don't really need to follow the plot too heavily to understand what's happening. They're stuck in a place, they need to leave that place. That's basically it. And the film itself seems to be a little bit aware of this, because even the style of how it's filmed and how they put things together for the plot seems to just all be about the idea of, like, we're really big on the action rather than having a commentary on, you know, consumerism and things like that in comparison with its uh, its original or its, its original uh, film in the 1970s. So one example of just, like, the style over substance is there's a montage within Dawn of the Dead 2004 of just them uh, tricking out these buses with, you know, just uh, barbed wire, uh, a snowplow in front, just making these buses basically uh, a, a, a riot, uh, riot-proof bus, and then they're just going to plow through a bunch of zombies to get to the docks in hopes they can um, get, on, get on a boat and escape. That's the whole, like, movie right there in a nutshell. Is it just a montage uh, of people, you know, prepping for things, doing things, and then eventually they get to the action. And again, it's bad, but it's bad in a good way. And that is more or less just my bias in a nutshell for zombie films. It can be stupid, but if it's the right amount of stupid with good action, I can enjoy it. It can have, other adaptations, other medias can have really good storytelling and not be big on location or it's uh, or action, like The Walking Dead, at least for the comic, and I can enjoy it. So there is, um, I would say, it can be a versatile genre, depending on who you're working with, who, uh, who and what you're doing it for. But it's, um, it's a situation where, at the end of the day, it's either you like the genre and you can like find something good in it, or it's just a genre you cannot enjoy at all and you can't get behind in any way. In fact, one of the interesting developments for zombie films um, was Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, by all accounts, really shouldn't have worked. Well, maybe not shouldn't have worked, but it worked in a different way. So it was supposed to be a satire, um, or no, I'm sorry, a parody film. Shaun of the Dead was supposed to be a parody film for uh, zombie films in general. And it was. It was funny, the humor's good, it's just the idea of a bunch of friends who decide to go to a bar and wait out the apocalypse. It's all there. But... Again, it hits on the notes that work for people who enjoy zombie films. Group of people, grab their friends, go to a location with, that they're familiar with, and hang out there until the apocalypse uh, blows over. It, it hits all those notes. And at one point in the film, he does have a genuine touching moment of uh, character development. 
it's small, it's brief, but it's a situation where there's no humor. It's just people uh, dealing with crisis, with a crisis. And that's cool. It's cool that they had a moment for that uh, type of storytelling. Now, everything else in the story is more or less gimmicky and funny and a little bit of slapstick comedy and works uh, just fine. But it, in many ways, captured uh, the best of both worlds. The stupidity and sometimes just campiness that surrounds certain zombie films or tropes and the result of uh, showing development with character, showing people having to react to, crisis, to a crisis in the film. And the ending to uh, Shaun of the Dead is in many ways perfect because instead of the situation where, oh, the apocalypse is upon us, somehow the governments all fell apart and all of society has fallen apart because of the zombie apocalypse, instead of that, it turns it on its head. And nope, the military has come in, they've uh, brought order back, they've taken out all the zombies, and they're just like running through things and, and society turns normal or returns normal that there's just zombies that we've integrated into uh, TV shows and games, which is also funny in its own way. But at the same time, if you ask people who really enjoy uh, zombie movies, Shaun of the Dead is sometimes one that they will genuinely enjoy, either A, for the humor, or B, for the fact that it's uh, very, uh, I wouldn't say it's a meta-commentary, but it's very aware of the tropes that it's, it's um, poking fun at and how it does them better sometimes. <laughs> So, those are some zombie films I recommend. You've got Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, 1970s version, Dawn of the Dead, 2004 version, Shaun of the Dead. I don't know when Shaun of the Dead came out, but I know it was definitely after uh, Dawn of the Dead, uh, if people want this in chronological order. If you haven't played the game uh, Left 4 Dead, I recommend that. It's a fun one for me. Um, and yeah, you gotta read... Um, the Walking Dead if you really want a story about character development because I would argue most of the characters in uh, The Walking Dead are all developed not exactly nicely but are developed uh, in an interesting manner because if you just have an entire story about the zombie apocalypse eventually the idea of just fighting the zombies gets kind of bored so you have to develop your characters you have to get people to really like these characters and uh, The Walking Dead does deliver on that. So I highly recommend reading the comic uh, here and there for people who just really want to get into that. Let's see, though. Is there anything I'm missing, though, for a zombie, for just talking about zombies? I mean, I mentioned earlier that zombie films just used to be uh, um, all about uh, magic, and specifically, zombie was a word related to just, uh, um, to, I believe, like, uh, Haiti, and the voodoo priests, and when that came over um, over shores to America, in or stories came over to shores in America in like the 1950s, people started adapting uh, horror movies all about the idea of like a voodoo priest turning people into zombies. So there are some of those out there. I don't know how you would search for that, and I'm not like I don't know uh, a direct example to show, but there are some of those, and. Those are uh, more around like the golden age of uh, um, zombie movies, or not zombie movies, but the golden age of horror movies. You know, Count Dracula, Wolfman, Mummy, all those type of things. So yeah, that's a list of just zombie movies, a little bit of history on the media itself, 
uh, my take on what I would consider the best of zombie films as far as their tropes, as far as uh, what they can work with, uh, their limitations, and occasionally their commentary. Now, one last thing. I'll just cover it real, real quick. Uh, World War Z is also another zombie film, uh, but I heard it doesn't really do too well with covering the books, and the books are a lot more in-depth. The books are really more technical on the idea of a zombie play got out of hand. I will say that movies do have some frightening scenes of just horde of zombies creating a mountain of people just to get over borders and stuff like that, or uh, to get over uh, walls and whatnot. I think that's really scary because how do you how do you fight that? Like if, if fast running zombies are really tough. Fast running zombies are just duh. And when you have so many of them that they're almost like a sea that they could just like crush just like them running over a human being would crush them. That that's pretty scary. And it does have Brad Pitt for people who really want to see a zombie movie with Brad Pitt. So if if you can get behind that style, if you can get behind um, the action, it can be fun, and it does show a little bit more of the world in the sense like, okay, they've escaped the city, now what? It does show kind of like the, that, but I wouldn't consider it like the best zombie film, or for that matter, a really good zombie film, because uh, it has certain limitations. One, it has a scene that might be one of the dumbest scenes I've ever seen, which is this really important, super smart scientist who's supposed to like save the world, Early on in the film, he's just running up uh, a hill, slips, and ends up shooting himself in the head. So that happened to the guy who was supposed to save the world, and then it's up to Brad Pitt to figure out how to save the world, uh, which involves him injecting a disease into his system, which somehow doesn't kill him. Like, one of the bottles literally just has AIDS written on it, or something of the sort, and he was just shuffling through, like, which one to use, it, it got so gimmicky that I know uh, Robot Chicken made fun of that scene where it's just like the character of Brad Pitt injecting himself with a bunch of different diseases and then like losing his mind over it as if it was drugs. So it, it has some moments that are very, uh, uh, I wouldn't say corny, but are kind of cheesy, kind of funny, just because they were going for a very serious route and it ended up kind of backfiring on them, I feel like. But again, that's a film where I think it's more style over substance. So if you can enjoy the style, it can be an enjoyable film. And Brad Pitt is definitely a style for films. I mean, there are many films that have Brad Pitt specifically because they want Brad Pitt to be Brad Pitt. So there's that. But let's see. Are there any other zombie films that are just, like, important to mention? Um, one last one that I think everyone is aware of in some fashion is 28 Days Later. I'm not a big fan on 28 Days Later. It's... Fun. It definitely also brought into uh, the genre the idea of fast-paced zombies, so the idea of just zombies sprinting at people. Um, and it, it does have some interesting moments where you have people uh, coping with the apocalypse, that reality of, oh, this is dangerous, this is falling apart, like the whole society's falling apart. Uh, you see that in the soldiers a lot in 28 Days Later, where you have just a, a platoon of soldiers and they're kind of losing it. They have a fortress, they are like, set up, but they're wondering, like, okay, what are we doing this for if we're just gonna eventually just die of disease or old age? So you have that kind of mentality of, like, what do you do when society's collapsed? It has a good commentary on that. But other than that, I'm not, um, 
a big fan of 28 Days Later. Uh, it works out all right, but it's not something I consider that has the best rewatchability. It does work very well when it comes to less is more. But once you've seen it, it's just kind of done with. Like it, It's very much more character development uh, over a certain style. And I, I'm not really big on the, uh, the sequel either. Like The sequel has uh, uh, not too much going for it. I mean, it has good action. It just brings in the idea like, okay, people are trying to rebuild society in London uh, and it falls apart because one person gets infected who then infects like dozens of people like overnight. Um, but I will say this. There is one really good scene in the uh, beginning of uh, the sequel to 28 Days Later, which I think is called 28 Months Later. Yeah, in 28 Months Later, there is a great scene where it's just the uh, the the character we're introduced to, one of the main characters we're introduced to early on, is just running across a huge grass plain, running for his life, trying to get to a boat, small boat on a river, so he can get away from the zombies. And there's just like a horde of zombies behind him, and that I think was pretty interesting. Was was pretty frightening because it's just the idea that you're just running. It's just your stamina, your ability to run as you are now over to a boat that you hope you know how to start in hopes you can get away from the horde of sprinting zombies that will tackle you and then eventually cannibalize you. Like, that scene at the very beginning I thought was put together uh, very nicely and it just purely is based on the idea of fear. Just that fear of, like, can you outrun the people who are after you? And I thought that worked really well. Uh, the rest of the film, again, not a big fan of it, um... It's interesting, but it's, it doesn't uh, resonate with me as much as 28 Days Later. And 28 Days Later is a good film, um, but it's more fun to watch when you have new people to show it to. It's, it's not something I consider uh, good rewatchability. Uh, now, Night of the Living Dead is a good example of what I would consider a film that can be rewatched many times. Um, and it's partly because of its style, partly just because it works in the classic sense for what zombies can be. Um, and yeah. You got uh, you got those working with you, uh, uh, or yeah, there's just films that are working. <laughs> so there are those films. That's my take on what I consider a good zombie story. Um, when it comes to the video games, uh, when it comes to just what the the movies can be all about, the comics, the TV shows covered that a little bit. But I mean, if you haven't seen the Walking Dead TV ser series by now. You've at least heard of it. You at least know about it from Comic-Con. You have in some fashion um, some sort of opinion on it. And it's just a situation where do you like a slow-pacing show or do you want to get straight to the action? And for some people, that is uh, the deciding factor for The Walking Dead. Also true for the comic. Uh, there are some people who waited long events to happen in the, in the comic. Um, but I would argue you wait a lot longer uh, for the TV show for things to happen. Um, but yeah, that's just my opinion on what I consider good, iconic zombie movies, zombie tropes, bad zombie tropes, the situation where you can enjoy a good zombie trope if you really try hard, or just because you enjoy the tropes for tropes' sakes. Anyway, this has been the Decaf Recap. I'm going to be covering a lot more uh, horror-related uh, stuff for the Halloween season, try to get in as many as I can, and we'll go from there. Until next time, hope you guys have a good week, and I will talk to you guys again later.